feels really weird that the mic is like not in front of me. Yeah. But because you like, I felt like I was. Yeah, I felt like I was. It was listening to me, but it's not, which is great. <laughs> Anyways, guys, welcome to Fitness Driven Podcast. I'm here with Coach James today, and the topic we are going to cover is the life cycle of a CrossFitter, right? Um, and uh, it's an interesting cycle. We kind of divided it into three. It can be more, but for me, it was three. For you, maybe it was three. I think everybody um, can have their own three cycles or five cycles and go through them multiple times. Oh yeah, so oh, yeah. it'll be interesting. Yeah, so so we're gonna we're gonna unpack that a little bit. But prior to that, I want to talk about your elbow first, <laughs> because uh, for the audience that didn't know, James hit his elbow on the Jacob over at St. Rose, and it swole up like that. It was it was this huge knot. Um, and the, the best part about the story is I jumped off a box, hit my elbow, oh, that's felt why. it, felt that's it why. and looked at it and it didn't bleed or anything. And we put up the rest of the rig, worked for three hours in there. Yeah. And then I get in the car and I felt it. I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, oh, it's fine. It's not fine. Uh, yeah. I called my wife and told her, she's like, you need to go to like an urgent care or an ER or something like that. I'm like, it's fine. She's like, she talked to her doctor. She's like, you need to go to urgent care. Yeah. Um, it was fine. It was bursitis. Um, you know, it's, it's an injury, right? Yeah, it's really <laughs> interesting. I got one of those in, in high school playing football and the helmets would hit your elbows all mm-hmm. the time. You're like, I think I broke my arm. Right. Right. Well, that was the episode guys. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Make sure. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I'm oh, just kidding. Man. Um, so, uh, <sighs> Let me take this hat off. I was trying to pull something new. That's the U of A hat. I love it that is hat. a U of A hat. Shout out to Jeff because he got it for me. So I'm super uh, excited about it. I'm going to try to rock it out a little bit more. So let's get into it. Let's talk about the three stages and then we'll start to kind of unpack each stage. So we were talking earlier and, and, and we kind of like, oh, I think this is it. The first stage is like, oh no, I don't belong here. I'm not fit enough. Right, so we're extremely cautious when we move, mm-hmm. uh, and a lot of times we don't even push that intensity boundary because we're so scared of getting hurt. Yep, you right? uh, you tiptoe into anything. Like yeah. uh, I think, as humans, as people, as Americans, we've been um, you know designed to tiptoe into things and be cautious, um, right. and I think that happens with everything. But I, I've heard some really, really funny quotes, and I think it was Zuckerberg. He was yeah. like, uh, you should be able to jump out of a window and believe you can grow wings on the way down. Got it. Um, but it was, I think about CrossFit is, you know, we know that you can grow wings on the way down in CrossFit. Right. Um, so it's not like that for everybody else. They don't see it. So that's why they, they tiptoe in. Yeah. So I, I see that when a person signs up, right? How long do you think that cycle is for them? Do you think it's like a month, two years? Like, what's that look like for you? I think that um, there it was unique for me um, because my cycle um, was different than my um, a lot of people I know cycle. So yeah. my cycle was you know harder and easier at the same time. Right. Where I had such expectations of myself. Yeah. And I came in and I got immediately you know humbled. So then you know my tiptoe in was man I'm not as good as this as I think I am so. I don't feel as comfortable right away, and I've always felt comfortable. But I think that that cycle for certain people can be two weeks until they find that person. You know, they might be that one person in the gym who there's who's their buddy, um, who's their accountability partner, who says, 
you know, it's okay. Don't worry about it. I, I was there too. Yeah. Um, but it's unique because for some people, it could be six weeks. Yeah. It could be three months. Um, yeah, it could and be a year. It could be a year. Yeah. Um, and you just never know. But it's one of those interesting things where I think as coaches, um, if we can recognize when they're still in that point, we can get them out of it sooner and their journey exponentially grows. When you get comfortable with something, you really dive into it. Yeah. So for me, I think that first cycle, right, where you're like, oh, I don't think I'm fit enough. I'm not sure if I belong here. It starts off with like one win. It starts off with like one change. You can be like, oh, I got my first pull up, right? And then you're like, oh my God, I got a hundred pound deadlift. And then we start moving into phase two where it's like, I think I'm going to go to the CrossFit Games. Immediately, like, right? Immediately. We it's, don't even, we don't even like. But I love that. I, I, there is a point in everybody's journey that as a coach, we get to see. Um, and they're like, the light bulb goes off. They get more confident. They're like, I'm going to do this. And it mm-hmm. sometimes corresponds with when they help somebody else. Yeah. Uh, it, there's that um, if you really know something you can teach it to somebody else Yeah. and when yeah. you see people trying to help somebody else you're like oh Say man they got it they he's got it phase. he's on phase two he's on phase two and, and that's like that um, I want to compete and that, that was like really that next step is when people make that they turn the corner and they're like I'm going here right. um, and we've seen it with a ton of our athletes I, you made a, a transition yeah. um, where you were man you were training. You yeah. were training hard, and that was that was, phase two. That was your phase yeah. two. And I think we all went through it. Um, mm-hmm. And it's a fun phase. It so let yeah. talk about yours because I think that um, you had a unique uh, journey because not a lot of people can be in phase two and say I want to compete and own a gym. Oh God, yeah. So phase two is interesting, right? I think it it, it was like that story for me. It, it, it happened in like two weeks. You you start to do some of the movements. And then you realize you're actually pretty decent at it. I mean, I'm not wasn't the best at it. And then you're like, man, maybe I can, maybe I can compete. Maybe I can do it. So you start to kind of research. You go from like four times a week working out to about fifteen times a week working out, <laughs> which is a problem, that, right? That well, and that's I say, not a lot of people. If you have a regular job, you can't go and start training yeah. to compete because you have to go to work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from that stent, you go from like a month of doing 15 workouts and your body is wrecked, right? Uh, and it starts off with just like, I can't even move my body. And then the, and then over, over the course of a few months, you're like, man, I'm getting these elbow aches. I'm getting these knee pains. I'm getting these back pains. And then you pull both biceps and you're yeah. up for like two weeks, right? You remember that? You start training like a professional athlete, oh but you're God. not like, yeah. You don't realize you're still working like a regular person. You're not recovering like a professional athlete. Exactly. Um, yeah. And there is, there's a unique perspective because I remember um, I've had that phase a couple times. And one of my phases when it was when we were working in traditional gym. Right. Because, uh, you know, our history goes all the way back almost 10 years to, yeah. you know, big box gym. And... When I was working out there, it was because I was at the gym for 12 hours. Right. I could have a four-hour workout session, so it was different for me. So people are like, man, you're in really good shape. What do you do? Well, I'm at the gym for 12 hours. And they're like, what yeah. does that mean? I'm like, well, I'm literally here 
for 12 hours. I work out for two and a half hours, easy, and I'm always here to like, oh. Yeah. But not a lot, a lot of people's lives are like that. But at right. the same time, I went through it again when I came through CrossFit because, again, I realized with enough of a fitness background yeah. that I was good at certain things. Right. So I'm like, oh, man, I'm going to do all these certain things a lot and train them really hard. And next thing you know, your elbow's fired up and your shoulders <laughs> are fired up and your hips are tight and your yeah. ankles are tight and your knees are tight yeah. and your knees are swollen. And it was all these things. You're like, oh, man. Um, I, this, is, this is real. This is real. I can't yeah. train as hard. And then you realize that you're not as young as everybody else is. Right, right. And that was unique for me is because um, I, I, my favorite thing in CrossFit is when we created Masters. Right. Like, but when they created the 35 to 39-year-old Masters, because that was like my age group, right. I was like, yes, I'm a different age group and I can feel better about myself because right. I was competing with young guys. Right. So. But then you look at those 39s and 35s and you're like, okay, these guys are still kind of... They're still... Yeah. Exactly. They're still professional okay. athletes. So how was your respect towards the uh, sport as soon as you realized how hard you actually have to work? So my respect was on a whole new level. Right. Um, and, and I think the whole new level was all the things that aren't flashy that you don't see on Instagram. Right. You know, nobody sees... Uh, you wake up and take an ice bath or nobody sees you recovering for two and a half hours yeah. at four o'clock in the morning because you have three sessions and you still like if you're a normal um, person. So like a lot of games athletes yeah. that aren't at the top two percent right. are still traditional. They have jobs. They have jobs. Yeah. So yeah. they have to do their training early in the morning. So you don't see those guys. At 4 a.m., they don't post a picture of what they're doing at 4 a.m. They can't. They don't have enough time. Yeah. They, you see their best lift of the day right. on the 15 seconds on Instagram. Right. So nobody really wants to go back and, you know, I didn't want to go and do all the recovery. Yeah. That's, that's really hard. hard. Recovery's hard. It's boring. It's not fun. Right. And eating healthy all the time is not as fun. Right. So it, it was a unique thing where I realized that there was a... Um, there's a place for me, um, and it, it wasn't competing, competing, competing. Right. Um, it was having some fun with my friends in here. You know, yeah. our, our fight club. You know, it's got its own feel, and it's perfect yeah. because it's an in-house competition. But mm-hmm. you know, you don't pull back anymore, but you do have a better time because of it. So yeah. I know yours. Um, you know, thinking about like your transition because I know you went through like. You know, you're stage two, but you you stayed in it for a long time. Yeah, my stage two was a long time, man. And I think you can still um, summon it if you wanted to. But, like, when you transition to that, that last stage, it was like, okay, now I need to do this for longevity. And I, and I don't know if it was tied to when you turned 30, but it seemed like it was really, really close. Yeah, dude, it's, it's interesting because I think it's, it really started at 30 for me. And it's, it's, it's mostly because of all the injuries I started to accumulate. Right, it was there was one injury where where I, where I couldn't really lift anything for like six months. Very similar to Mike's Mike's story actually. Yeah. And I was like, ah, I don't. I think it started with the the forty yard sprint. Oh my god! And I think I popped both hamstrings. It was like, and then there was other two thirty six year olders. They were same like, thing. We're like, all right, this is not. Maybe we shouldn't be sprinting. Yeah. So that was. Uh, <laughs> it started there, and then I was. And then all kinds of things started to happen after that. 
but um, there was there was an extent where I got injured and I got better and I got stronger and I went back to stage two and then back to stage three where I'm currently at. Um, but uh, it was just an ebb and flow. You, 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 you get strong, but you don't want to quit, right? I think the biggest transition for me was asking why, <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, why am I, why, what would be the purpose for me if I got this fit, right? Um, the moment I asked the reason why, it started to kind of steer it to, to, to the right direction for me. And, and here's what I mean. Someone will come in and they'll be like, hey, James, I want to lose 10 pounds. It's not enough. Yeah. Like 10 pounds for what? Right? Like that's okay. Yeah. Once we get there, now what? Are you right? gonna book out the door and say I'm good? Yeah. Thanks, I appreciate it. Yeah, it has to be deeper than that, right? Ten pounds for your kid, right? Yeah. Ten pounds for your marriage, right? Or ten pounds for um, just for your self confidence? Where Where is it coming from? Because you right? can't, no, you can. Yeah. So absolutely, yeah. and it's funny you say that because uh, once you know somebody's why. Mm-hmm you'll forever be able to motivate them. Absolutely. But if you never know it, there's no chance you have. Yeah. So it's funny because I think about uh, when I made my transition, um, and I think I tried to hold on to it longer than I probably should have. And my my transition in stage two should have been that short, and it was probably a year and a half, Mm -hmm. and that was too long um, because I was so out of my prime. Yeah. but when I made that change, I um, I used to always give myself credit and say I'm the king of the eighty percent day. Yeah. Why? I can I'd rather work out, you know, eighty percent of every week or every day for eighty um, yeah. percent than end up getting injured and having to take six months off. Right. It was devastating to take time off because these are like this is what makes me happy. Like right. like when I realized what was my why, my why was. I've always been around my people in the gym. Right. Um, and just showing up is what makes me happy. Right. If I get 80% of my energy and my body moving and sweating and, all right, that's just what I know my body can physically handle today to be able to come back tomorrow and the day after and the day after and keep this trajectory going up and steady yeah. instead of going up, down, up, down. Because it's not just a physical I think for me and a lot of people is, what does that do to you mentally when you can't come work out? We just experienced it when Corona. You shut somebody's gym down, they're gonna revolt. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's a sad. It was a sad era. It was a sad era. (laughs) But let's 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 fast forward to to stage three because this is where it gets really exciting for me because you think the outcome is gonna be something else and and the outcome is amazing a, a lot of times right so that stage three we, we were talking about it it's kind of like the longevity stage you're like well i'm actually just doing this to live longer i'm actually doing this to um improve my other the the whys mm-hmm. right for me it's it's entrepreneurship i want to be able to to last long and just be happy throughout the entire day be f- extremely recharged and um it's interesting because I don't move as hard, right? <laughs> and remember, you talked about 80%. Yeah. But 
I'm actually moving at around 80, 80%. Maybe certain days I'll, I'll push to like 85, 90. Uh, but I would probably consider myself at the moment like probably fitter than I was when I was competing, right? And, uh, and I'm excited about it. Mm-hmm. So I want to stem to the questions because now you're at stage three, I'm at stage three. Yeah. So here's where it gets fun. What are some things you wish you would have done or, or maybe what things you would have done differently if you could do now it again. That, yeah, yeah. If you could do it again. I, um, so there's a couple things, and I thought about this, and I, there's both sides of it. Um, so I wish I, um, I wish I would, if I could go all the way back, I wish I would have taken care of my body in terms of um, fixed my injuries in terms of my mobility injuries right because you know i was a baseball football terrible basketball player so my shoulders were terrible my ankles were terrible my hips were terrible so when you're 6'3 200 plus pounds and you have bad shoulders ankles hips and everything to go about it maybe you shouldn't try to overhead squat your body weight and injure your shoulder to the point where your arm's numb and you can't go to work yeah 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 um because that's what I did. I would have never injured myself that way. But at the same time, I did learn a, a valuable lesson. Right. Um, so it's it's a balance. I wish I wouldn't have learned it to the point where my arm was numb. Right. Um, so mobility would have been a thing that I um, mobility and patience. If I could do it again, I would have been um, more focused on my mobility, and I would have been even more patient. Um, with it because a millimeter a day is yeah, awesome at the yeah. end of a month absolutely so god i like that one yeah because i don't know if i would have changed anything differently but the one that the mindset that you were talking about patience that's what i would have changed yeah of super impatient right you think three weeks of a strength cycle you're going to get five ten pound prs but usually you lose 10 pounds yeah. right <laughs> Because your body's just fatigued out and needs to cycle off. And uh, man, um, the longer I started to train, I realized the five pound PRs, the 10 pound PRs, the 20 pound PRs happens in the course of a year. And it's not linear, right? And sometimes it happens on a cycle where it's not on. You don't expect it. You don't expect it. Those are the best ones. Yeah, you're coming in tired. Um, and And just grinding through that was like... Man, you you expect something and then and then it doesn't happen. Man, if you just if you just chugged along, followed the program, right? Listened to the body, enjoyed the process, it would have been exciting, right? That's uh, it's funny. Enjoy the process. Um, I think at the beginning of it, I don't know if I understood enough, um, yeah. or we understood enough to. Um, share the process enough, uh, share it well enough. And I think if, if, if there's another thing that if I could go back and change, I would have tried to understand the process so I could have shared the process better. Yeah. Um, because I think once I figured it out, I was like four years in. Right. Uh, I was like, oh man, like anything, if you, if you understand it, it'll work for you so much better. I love it. Yeah. So there's this, when, you, when you're going through all those stages, we start to kind of create some of these principles, right? What are some of the principles now that you have in training? Like you've created your own philosophy for yourself that um, 
that didn't exist in stage one or stage two? Um, so one of them is probably, um, it's, it seems more simple, but truly, um, look back and listen to your body. And I say, look back at, look at back at what you've just been through. Um, look back at the last eight hours and say, is today to data set a PR or is today to data, maybe it's not even an 80% day. Maybe it's a day where you just, the victory is getting up and going and showing up to the gym. Um, that's one principle. Um, another principle would probably be uh, when you have um, the ability to kind of um, share something with somebody, do it um, and don't waste that opportunity. And it might be a message of patience or it might be a message of um, maybe today is the day to challenge yourself right. um, to, to have those wins. Right. Um, I think that's a, another one. Um, that I've really come to uh, have. And I think I have a lot, but I, I think you have some really good ones too. So what's, oh, what's one of your good ones? Um, aside from having a why, make sure you have a why, right? Yeah. A bigger, bigger why yeah. than five pound strength gains and looking better naked. The one that I've, I've started to incorporate more often, actually daily, is I'm going in to recharge, not to get destroyed. That was a right? good one. And that's massive for me. So I'm like, I'm going to go in there and I'm just going to be happier. Right? Going in, going into workouts with that in intention gives me the opportunity to pull back when I need to. Gives me the opportunity to go up if I need to. Right? Um, and it gives me also like the, the opportunity to be okay with not destroying my body. Because I know when I do, I can't, I can't come in the next day, right? Or I'm miserable throughout the day because I'm just, I'm just a ball. So that's a huge principle for me. And, and the last principle I think is, uh, is, is, is kind of like the rule that you talked about, the 80% rule. Yeah. Right? Like what's the line? Like now my line is that. My line is 80 to that 90% because your body's still not comfortable throughout that 80-90%, but it's also not to a point where I'm where I'm like pushing the line where I get injured, right? So, um, yeah, find the line and then enjoy that line and then stay on that line as long as you possibly can and then you'll find some serious gains everywhere. <laughs> well, and that's like if you can find that line. Uh, yeah. So, and that's the... If you could do anything, it would be find the line as soon as you can. If you could give somebody a, a roadmap to find that line, and I think there's a there's a double-edged sword to that. Is yeah. If you make it too easy to find the line, um, do they lose the ability to work hard um, yeah. in the moment? Or do you give them a great shortcut, and do they get more out of it? So I, I don't even know if there's a perfect answer to it, but what do you think about that is if you give somebody the perfect roadmap, is that better? Or is it, you know, sometimes the journey is what it's all about? I think the journey is what it's all about. The perfect line is hard to find. I don't think it's perfect because when you get fitter, you have to push the line. Or if you get injured, you have to pull the line back, right? Um, but no, the, the journey is everything. The journey is everything. Actually, I was 
this is a, on a side note, I was talking to a client um, and it was his uh, 72nd birthday, right? Oh, wow. And then I asked him, I was like, hey, what's your, um, what was your favorite decade? Or what was your hardest decade? Uh. So I said, what was your hardest decade? And then he was, he, he said, it was like, it's from 40 to 50. And I was like, interesting. Why do you yeah. say that? He's like, well, well, my wife was going through chemo and cancer, right? She made it. She's alive. Um, and um, he said something there that stuck. And he was like, but you know what? It was my hardest time of my life. But it was also where I felt the most alive. Wow. Right? And I'm like, I was like, you're going to, you, you would, and he's like, I would, I would live it again. That is, um, so that is such an interesting, um, thing because there's a, uh, there's like that adage of, um, you're not really alive until you have the fear of dying. Like if you just have this, I'm never going to die. Not really alive. You're not really living in that, that part of life that forces it, um, out of you. So it's, uh. That's a unique way to say it. Like, it wouldn't yeah. change a thing. But, you know, it's like anything is um, your experiences in life shape who you are. Absolutely. At every piece of you um, are shaped by the challenges. Like, you are who you are because of or in spite of. Yeah. Um, so, I love that. I love hearing people who have had the hard oh, yeah, road man. and said, I would do it all over again. Yeah. I, I, I was trying to give him kind of a gift, but he ended up giving me a gift. Right? I was like, thanks, thanks, man. You're like, man, that's awesome. Enjoy your day. You, you never know. You never know where you're going to get your gifts. But you know what? He was, he was happy uh, sharing that story, so I, I really appreciate that. Um, so let's summarize. Let's summarize before we, we, we chime out here. So the three stages were stage one, I don't belong here. Stage two is like I'm going to the CrossFit Games. All the way. All the way up. And then stage three is like, Training for longevity. I'm training for longevity. I'm gonna live for the rest of my life this way. Exactly, and then the, and then some of the new principles. If you if if you guys really want to thrive where you are at the moment, if you can include some of these principles we created, one of them was find the line, mm-hmm. right? Establish your why. What's another one? We were um, you have the eighty percent day. Be good at good at the eighty percent day. Be, Be good at the eighty percent day. Yeah. And uh, I think the fourth one was. Uh, um, go in the mindset to recharge, not to beat your body down. Exactly. Go in there to recharge. So guys, uh, if you guys enjoyed the episode, make sure to share it, like, and um, we'll see you soon. Awesome. Thank you guys.